and intro to this episode. So it was with Tom Navarro of Etienne Exterior Cleaning and it was filmed, filmed, it was not filmed, um, it was recorded back in May 2020, so over a year and five months ago and I just never got round to uploading it due to my family commitments, having my young daughter and um, the business growing. So kind of the podcast took a back step and apologies to Tom for not uploading it sooner but some great basics on to um, around and about traditional window cleaning so whether you walk fed pole or traditional uh, or just getting started this is a great episode for you so enjoy okay welcome to the seventh episode of the apprentice window cleaner I am with Tom Navarro again Tom how's your week been how are you doing yeah, it's been good. Thanks, Max. Um, super busy. I think everyone's sort of surprised and not surprised at how busy we are, given everything that's going on with the current climate. But certainly not complaining, enjoying the sunshine, enjoying the new customers and enjoying pushing my business forward, really. You had any highs or any lows this week? Uh, lows wise, not massively. I don't think there's anything that's sort of... Um, yeah, there's nothing off the top of my head that I can think is particularly low. Um, highs, we secured our first big commercial contract so to speak of cleaning three the exteriors of three different restaurant chains in oh, Norwich okay. um that was all done through LinkedIn as well which yeah. is good so was that paid yeah, out or in. just um no literally just purely purely organic just connecting with people having a conversation um it was just by chance literally sitting there for five minutes in when I go into bed I just sit a flick through connect yeah. with a few people the next yeah. morning I woke up and I had a message from the, um, one of the co-owners of the restaurant chain asking for quotes on the um, properties when we secured the work. So, Mate, that yeah, is amazing. Really that is amazing. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was really, I was really surprised. So, yeah. Do you know what? Um, like them little times, yeah, when you've got 10 minutes in bed and you could be scrolling through liking people's donuts or their cakes that they've made at home, you can yeah. actually just spend 10 minutes connect, like connecting on LinkedIn. Like most people don't know how to use LinkedIn or what it's for, but connect with a few people and look where that's led, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I done I went and done a roof um, cleaning quote this morning off the back of LinkedIn as well. And again, not pushing anything. All I've been doing is, like you say, connecting a few people in the evening and just putting a post out once a day. Um, and I think it's just looking at your wording on it and being professional with your wording. Um, you... But you can go on. Sorry, you can pretty much keep the same sort of post as what you're doing on like Facebook or a Instagram or anything like that. But as long as this. Um, it's just worded and being wary that some of the people you might be targeting are business owners, um, CEOs, directors, yeah. etc. So you just sort of asserting the authority and being a bit more correct in the way that you word things. And um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good stuff. I've just started doing commercial posts. So I'm only putting up the, when I'm doing commercial jobs. I'm obviously doing little time lapses and taking photos and using them only on LinkedIn at the moment. I'm going to see how it goes. I've only just started. I've been doing it for two days. Um, I use LinkedIn quite a lot on my old job. Um, that was a totally, obviously, different niche for apprenticeships. Um, so a lot of my old apprenticeship kind of community and network are liking and posting it, but it's not really putting any money in the yeah, bank. Yeah, mine are. <laughs> Fortunately, my old um, industry was hospitality, so I'm on to a bit perfect. of a win that one. Yeah, so, perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Anyway, today we are going to be talking about traditional window cleaning basics, yeah? So 
Um, we had a chat before this going, we're probably going to get loads of haters for this comment. <laughs> oh, that's not how you do it. And why is he doing it that way? But this is just basics, um, the basics of, of traditional window cleaning. Before we, before we go into that, though, I've got a question for you, which I don't know if you're prepared for. Can you remember your first trad window clean that you did? Yeah, yeah. Can you? So, How was it? Where I can, was it? I can, I can remember the scenario. I li- we're based in Norfolk, and I brought a load of gear off a bloke in Milton Keynes. I literally drove down in the morning, picked it up, brought it back, and my um, my sister-in-law was looking after my son. My partner was at the time, and um, I literally just got me and my nephew, and we just sort of done some of their windows and just had a little practice. Um, and well, she works for me now, and I still clean. We still clean our windows, so. Fortunately oh, for me, that was only about three years ago, so any it's still mistakes, quite easy to remember. Any mistakes that you made on that first one? Were you nervous? How did you feel? Oh, mistakes. I didn't have a clue. I didn't even know how to clean a window properly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the thing, isn't it? He really knows how. He's not like, you know, you learn, you learn how to tie your shoelaces. You learn how to cook to a certain extent. You don't. I certainly was never shown how to clean a window. So I had the understanding of what to use because you watch people and you see yeah. people doing it. And then... You get the idea, and then you realise that it's not as easy as it looks. You leave smear marks everywhere. Nine times out of ten, the window probably looks a little bit better than when you finished, but it's practice. It's totally Did you get any callbacks? Did you get any callbacks? Oh, when when I first started doing properly and customers, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember one I had callbacks from because I started, and it was really hot, and um, that's a learning curve doing traditional when it's really hot um, weather, and obviously the glass is warm, so it dries out quickly. And looking at you can look at a piece of glass straight in front of you and it looks fine but you turn your head slightly to one angle either to the either side or looking as you're going back down the ladder and um you can notice little bits but like i say a lot of people when i first started out we obviously told people we were a new business and um yeah we had a, a couple of callbacks but nothing particularly major but i just made sure i took my time and checked all the angles and just made sure everything was done yeah you know things happen ultimately as long as you deal with it properly and go back and rectify it yeah, definitely. anyone can have any particular issues with it yeah 100 percent. so is there a technique for if it's hot like how, how do you deal with that if it's hot to make sure that you don't leave loads of streaks yeah and i just make sure i have enough water on the applicator so yeah this like especially now um making sure your applicator is nice and wet and depending on the size of the window um so say i don't know we do some bungalow windows that are like three meters in length by about a meter and a half in depth or height, sorry. So with something like that, I'd probably split it into two. Yeah. So clean all the frames, everything like that, make sure that's all good. Then when it comes to actually cleaning the glass, just split it into two. Um, and it just makes it a lot easier then. You can try and do it all in one, but you'll probably end up having to over detail um, to try and make sure that it looks nice again. I just think, well, I'd rather break it to two or, yeah, three of the glasses really big and it's just right first time then so on that let's go on to equipment that's the first thing i was going to ask you do you have different equipment for different size windows i mean i have already but i'm probably again just going off yeah i mean applicator wise we pretty much use the same size which is uh 12 12 inch i believe i have a 12 i think it might be 10 12 or 10 inch applicator which is quite a standard size um, that really covers most windows. We have got a 16-inch one. If we've done any um, commercial, we've done a one-off job a while ago for a, um, a car showroom. So for that, it was just it was easier. You covered just a bit more glass. Um, so with the applicator, we run on that size. And then 
squeegees. We have a little six inch, six, six inch squeegee. Is not little. I've been telling my girlfriend that's massive. For yeah, last two and a half depends years. what circles you're rolling into. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so with little Georgian windows or anything like that, little small yeah. panes of glass, um, we have the six inch squeegee for that. We also have a six inch applicator as well. So if we do do Georgian windows traditionally, then we'd use those for that. Um, and then I think we've got 12 inch, 10 inch, 14 inch, 16 inch channels. Yeah. Um, and they're all under S plus. Um, and that's all we use. Um, we used to, I tried using warming liquidators. That's just like a pain. Um, it was so inconsistent. Had to change rubbers, had to put different clips on the end. Yeah. Paper clips. I don't know if you've even looked into that, but it's just, no. I mean, it was a, a zero detailing squeegee. Yeah. Zero detailing. Yeah. Right. Um, dependent on what your definition of detailing was as to that. I mean, to me, detailing the glass is making sure that there's no water or soap suds around the glass at yep. all. Yep. Whereas certain people that advertise it on YouTube or anything like that, for argument's sake, they would always, you watch their videos and you pause them, there'd be like a bead of water along the bottom. And that just wasn't what we would deem as a good enough job. So they weren't ever really, in my eyes, zero detailing. What do you use just, to detail? What cloth? Uh, so we've got these Unger, um, they're like uh, glass cloths. Okay. So basically it's like normal square and then in each corner you've got like a triangular pocket. They sell them on like window cleaning warehouse and stuff, but there's yeah. also another company called Paragon Microfibers. If you okay. Google like microfiber cloths, they normally come up quite high, but they sell all the same types as window cleaning warehouse or anyone like that, but they're about half the price. So I think these, I just literally ordered some standard microfibers a minute ago for just cleaning around the frames and stuff like that. I think, Cleaning, cleaning spot. Soap Nation had them at six pound fifty for ten. Paragon Microfibers is um, four pound ten. Okay. So it's a lot more money saved, and they are they're not quite disposable, but they just get used and abused. So in terms of when we use those for cleaning the frames and the sills and stuff like that, they are just nailed. So we just buy cheap and cheerful. But I mean, they last for like six months at a time, which is pretty okay. decent. Yeah, so yeah, it's kind of what we use for detailing and then like say for doing the frames and sills. Okay. Um that's we kind of covered the the, the um, equipment. One thing I was gonna ask, what do you put what do you put in your water? At the moment I'm just using fair washing up liquid. <laughs> yeah, basically, um unfortunate my missus works for a cleaning company that manufactures chemicals. Okay. Um, so yeah, they've got a platinum version of a washing up liquid. Um, I use that, I just get it for free. So I'm lucky that I don't have to pay for anything, but yeah, platinum fairy, something like that is the best one to go for. And what it is, fill my back up with water. Obviously I always use pure water as well. Um, never use tap water just cause around where I am, the tap water is like mentally high Same and we always have bottles of pure on the van. So it just seems pointless to What's use. What's your reading at the moment? For your water what is it coming out i think it's about 330 hey, mine's like 500 to 600 jesus if you drink water here you're basically drinking a brick <laughs> that is bad <laughs> yeah it's bad isn't it yeah it's yeah, coming out really bad. like zero 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 point two at the moment uh um, yeah and i haven't changed the resin since i had the equipment so i think i could probably get it down to zero zero yeah but um yeah so basically bucket full of pure water but a tiny little splash of washing up liquid in there but i mean like a drip and then 
wet my applicator nicely, then I just run a bead of washing up liquid along either side. So the washing up liquid goes directly onto the applicator. Okay. For me, that's the best balance of getting the coverage on the glass so that when yeah, it comes to I tried that the other day, you know, and the window just went green almost. I must have put too much on. You must have put, I mean, you, the first couple of windows you do, it's always a bit heavy with it. So you kind of have to squeegee quickly, but that will last you quite well going around the windows. Um, and it is just practice getting the right amount. It's, so you don't put any in the water because that's what I've been doing. Before. I put a tiny, I put a tiny little bit, but yeah. nothing much. Um, more for appearance than anything. If I'm walking around, in all honesty, um, with a bucket. So, but yeah, from what I found, going directly onto the applicator is the best way, and you get a nice glide then. So, then when you're using it against channels and whatever channels you're using, whatever squeegee rubbers you're using, it yeah. generally works out the best. Okay. So let's talk through them, the basics, if we can, the best we can on the podcast without doing too many uh, miming, looking like <laughs> mime artists um, on our computers. Um, what, if you were to clean just a bog standard average window, talk me through the process, what, how, how you do it the best you can. Okay, so the way I basically have it is in my belt setup, we have two pouches. Whatever dominant hand you are, you should be like your damp cloth, so to speak. So we take the damp cloth, clean around the frames, clean down the sills loosely because you're going to squeeze down water onto the sill. So I don't go too nuts on the sill. If it's really dirty, then obviously get it up to a good enough standard. But we're talking about a, you know, a window that's not green. It's a, a fairly average window, yeah, but a first yeah. clean. So go around all the frames, all the handles, if there is any on the outside, making sure that all the dirt, everything's removed using a damper cloth. Then soap up the windows, squeegee those down, and then wipe down off the sill. I always do underneath the sill as well. Um, it's just a little touch. Not many people will notice it. When you're doing the upstairs windows, you obviously tell straight away. Um, but it's just a little bit of extras like that. that um, I think do the, do the trick. And obviously, if it's like a patio door or anything like that, making sure you go around all the hinges, going around the door, handle as well um and just like them little bit little bits and pieces where the, the dirt gets into um yeah soap up the window squeegee it down and then we use the um fish scale cloths and just to detail the last of any moisture this out norm with the s plus channels it's minimal detailing so it is just running your finger around it um okay. and that's it once you you work out the, the balance between the right amount of water, the right amount of soap, um, and you're not like throwing water at the glass. Yeah, um, yeah you can really sort of get the detail and down to yeah. a, a really quite quick amount. And it is just, once it's all done, you pretty much just run your finger through the round the edge of the um, glass with the cloth on it and it's done. And let's just um, break that down. So when you're squeegeeing, how, what technique do you follow there? Do you do straight across the top first and then the rainbow pattern? Yeah, so... Yeah, it's cool. Well, the, I think it's the S, the S method or something along those lines. Okay. But yeah, pretty much um, start with the squeegee. So your sort of top ends, you're going 10 and 5 o'clock, come up. So you start sort of, I'm trying to explain this, this is why it's quite difficult. Yeah. Three quarters yeah. of the way up on the left-hand side, come up to the top, bring it along the top of the glass, rotating. I lost you for a second there, Tom. 
but you are back. Um, I just got it until uh, where you said you were taking it across the top. Yeah, so let me just take it across the top, bring it down to the halfway down the next part of the glass, and then you basically sort of create yourself almost like a mountain in the yeah. middle, and then you're just drawing it across and just fanning it out then, yeah. and then bring it down to the bottom, closing it out. And another top tip that I have, when you close them down, especially down the bottom, try and turn your hands towards the glass. So you're almost like bringing the water the remaining water that's left onto the sill. Yeah, a lot of that. people that just let a lot of people just remove the squeegee from the sun, and you've got a build up as you're almost like just flicking it, flicking yeah. it out, yeah. run the cloth around it, detail it out, and then that sort of job done. Obviously, go back over the sill, make sure that's nice and clean, and that excess water that's on there will then just sort of finish it off and leave it with a nice, nice clean finish. Perfect, Tom. I think really for basics. I'm not sure there's anything else that we can cover at this stage. Maybe we'll do some advanced techniques going forward. But is there any other top tips that you would say, or do you think we've covered all the basics there? I think we have. I mean, as long as you buy quality equipment, make sure you don't just go to B&Q and buy a squeegee. Yeah. No. Invest in some Unger gear, or if you want to try Mormon, try it. But it's a learning curve, so I'd definitely suggest going down the route of getting yourself an S plus mastering that first um, and then going on to more confident equipment like a, a liquidator and seeing some people it works really well with some people it doesn't um, rubber wise I'm using Etre master rubber at the moment um, it's a little bit more expensive than most rubbers but I find it's a lot longer lasting and it's a lot more consistent with different weather so at the moment where it's like really hot it's performing really well um i'm not having to change it as much need i'd say although it's a bit more expensive i think in the long term we're probably ordering a lot less um how often yeah, do you I change mean, your rubbers well it depends on how much work we do in a week really on an average we will always change them every week um but sometimes like if you're doing a really old property where they're old wooden frames and they're all sort of you know they haven't been touched in years where they're a bit more rough around the edges chances are that you end up sort of nicking a piece of the rubber and um, that will then cause it to leave line marks or anything like that. Um, there is a theory that you can turn the rubber around. So you pull it out of the channel, flip it and turn it around the other way. But I've never, never really had that work, to be honest. It always, okay. it will last like a few days and then it just goes to shit again. Tom, you're so professional as well. Like I wanted to make jokes about inches and stuff. And every time you say inch, I want to make a joke. And then you say, I'm like, oh, often change your rubber. I just want to be immature and talk about it. Well, like, I'm such an idiot. But no, <laughs> Tom, I think um, you've covered the basics there. I think, uh, again, I, you should come on and we'll talk about something else. We'll put it out to people as well. Is there anything that people want covering? They should let us know. Um, it's been really helpful for me. So thank yeah, definitely. you for your expert no. opinion. Um, that's fine um, let's say there, again, isn't, there isn't a huge amount of it so yeah it's just practice i suppose and yeah that's it that's literally all i've done i brought i brought some secondhand gear and just practiced i literally yeah. I, I used to have it in my garden quite lucky it's my downstairs windows are quite big and i just took my laptop out there sat it on the picnic table watched a couple of videos had a go tried again had a go tried again had a go tried again and eventually yeah. like i say you just get fed up with the way you do it you learn you tweak your maneuver and yeah you just kind of develop your own style in a way of what works best like I say some people like to try and get away with little detail or you know a lot of 
I think I've done quotes before where people say, oh, do you do you do round windows? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, they don't go all the way to the corners <laughs> or where they don't detail. So there's oh, yeah, like a dirty line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just like it's mental. But yeah, just practice and, you know, then it's the same with anything. You practice more and you get better at it. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm an advocate of apprenticeships and obviously the podcast is called The Apprentice Window Cleaner because I'm learning on the job a lot of the time. But I honestly think that everyone is still learning on the job all the time, no matter what stage of the career career you're at, because you're always yeah, coming, you're always coming across something different. Even if it's access, you know, you're having to be a bit inventive about getting up to a window in a certain position or you know, there's always something Yeah, and, you don't know. and that's the beauty of being a business owner as well, because you're not just learning, you know, the obvious things like Today I've been installing a float valve in a tank. Well, I've never done that before, so that's almost learning a bit of plumbing yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's yeah, so you learn everything from Windows, how to write a nice email that yeah, one, makes people want your business. Yeah, so yeah. you know, there's so many hats to it. No, it's good. Well, um, again, just I know you've already seen, obviously already been on the um, podcast before, but in case this is the first time somebody's um, listening to this episode. Uh, where can people find you? What's your business called? How can they connect with you on social media? Yeah, cool. Um, so my name's Tom Navarro, and my business is TN Exterior Property Cleaning. Um, look us up on Facebook. Again, like I said the last time, I'd appreciate it if you're going to get in touch. Get in touch via my personal page. That's absolutely fine. I like to try and keep my business page for business, obviously. Um, same with the likes and stuff like that, so I can actually get a good, accurate read then of who's liking the page and where they're at and obviously if they're potential customers. Uh, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, on Instagram, same name, same business name. Yeah, so look me up, get in touch. Anyone needs any advice, any help, I'm always quite happy to help people out as much as I can. Obviously, I'm still fairly new to the industry myself, but I think the three years that I've been in it, I've done pretty good. So yeah, I'd like to try and pass on help and information if I can. Amazing, Tom. Thank you so much. Again, anyone listening to this, if you could please like, share and comment on this it will help us um, reach more people help more people and um, continue to um, attract different uh, guests on here as well so thank you very much take care guys and speak to you later